You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I found stage management when I was in high school, and I was not a theater person really at all. You know, I was looking to add stuff to my my college resume, and, and truthfully, I thought I was going to go into the military, and uh, I just needed stuff to get into an academy. You know, that... Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, an online training program that helps actors train like athletes. Actors are athletes, so start training like one. A pro basketball player doesn't start the season and starts playing games and just stops training. They continue to train to either uh, continue to just oil the the levers and the joints and just keep everything uh, nice and ready for action, or they continue to try to better themselves in the middle of the season. So if you're in a show right now, or you're in the middle of an audition grind, you too need to be continuously training. So I've been on the stage. I've been in the gym. I've done it all. I am built for the stage. I say that humbly, and I'd love to help you out. So go to builtforthestage.com and fill out the free trial form, and we'll get you on your way, all right? Um, we're here with a buddy of mine from the gym, actually, who is a stage manager, our first stage manager on the show from Moulin Rouge, and this is Davin DeSantis. What's up, Davin? How's it going? It's going really well. You know, I'm a little intimidated to interview you right now, you know? Oh, you shouldn't be. I gargled before I came. I like I drank hot tea. I tried to get my voice as announcer-ready as possible. Sure. Do you think I can line up against you or I, I think anybody can. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like how deep this voice is. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, wow, is, is he's a stage manager? He's not a professional voiceover like, you know, talent. Sometimes I'm unprepared for how deep my voice is until I hear it. Like right now I'm hearing it and I'm like, ooh, we'll, it's real deep. We'll just keep talking about this so you can settle into Thanks. it. You know? <laughs> So no commercials, no like. Um, no, I've thought about like no that would be interesting, right? To take Geico. a class and try try to work your voice and and learn how to control it. But uh, right now, I'm just a very deep voiced stage manager. I might do some googling right now and get you to say a couple advertisement lines, like key slogans. Oh sure. Alan, what's like Geico or like McDonald's or? You could save fifteen minutes or more by switching to Geico. 
You can save 15 minutes or more by switching to Geico. That's nice. 50, yeah, 50% or more. 50, yeah, okay. Well, whatever it is, let's try it out. You can save 15% or more by switching to Geico. I mean, this... Wherever they want to send that check. You, uh, just You need... I mean... That let's do another one. One more. These people, wherever you're at, commuting, driving, working out, you're loving this right now. I know you are because I am. Last one. Old Spice slogan. Mm. Classic shower gel. Uh, the original. If your grandfather hasn't. Oh, okay. Here we go. The okay. So I'll let you read it. All right. I'll highlight it. There we go. This All is right. an Old Spice slogan here. Wow, okay. The original, if your grandfather hadn't worn it, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, guys. As promised, here's Davin. We're going to talk Moulin Rouge and all things stage management. I'm very curious. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there um, that are theater fans or in the business that have some questions for you. So uh, I'm going to ask the first because, well, I'm the only one behind the mic yeah, besides Alan across the table here. So. When you were putting together uh, Moulin Rouge, how much knowledge did you have of how beautiful <laughs> the inside of the theater and the stage would look uh, when once you actually moved from the rehearsal studio to the theater? Well, I think first of all, you know, I, I started in for the Boston production, and I've been the the stage manager. There's a production stage manager who's my boss, uh, and so he probably sat through more meetings that actually saw how beautiful the show is going to be, but it's all in sketches. And then eventually you see a, a, a model of the show mm -hmm. and they always look good. I mean, you know, they always look good. But the first time that I was really aware of how beautiful the set was, was the night I got to Boston. We had taken a train up and we walked in and they were in the process. The PSM was in the process um, and the crew was in the process of dry teching the show. So basically adding uh, lights and uh, some of the automation moves and that kind of thing uh, before we have the actors on stage. And we walked in at like, I want to say, ooh, sorry, uh, about nine o'clock at night and they were in the middle of teching the end of act one. And uh, I was just completely taken away by how beautiful, and, and the set wasn't even finished yet. Like there, was, there were elements that were still missing. Mm -hmm. And we walked into a theater that was just, Alive. I mean, it was really just gorgeous to walk into. And I think we also, you when you walk into the space, you know, and, and you came to see the show. So when you walk into the space and it's in the pre-show look and you're in the club, I think we've been very successful in putting people into the club when they walk into the theater. Yeah, I was just going to say that when you go in there, it's like maybe I would just pay the ticket price as like a cover charge to come in and just eat and drink with yeah. my friends. because. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you're shopping around on Yelp for a good bar to go into, I would pick that one. Right? I would <laughs> I'm, too. I'm going to the the Moulin Rouge uh, show just to see the beautiful spectacle in front yeah. of me. And by the time you're actually seeing people singing and dancing on the stage, you're already in the world. Yeah. So when I went, you were calling the show. Mm -hmm. What other roles do you sometimes play when you're not calling the show? So originally I built the stage left uh, stage management track. And we have uh, two stage managers on deck uh, running the show, and then we have somebody calling, and then we're a four-person team, so another person is up in the office. 
Um, so it depends on the day. I like to switch and we all kind of rotate through. It's good to be fresh and aware of what every moving part of the show does. So usually call, all four of us call at this point. So usually call about two shows a week, two to three shows a week. And then uh, I'll just switch between stage left and stage right. Yeah. So out of all those tracks, which do you think is the most physical that you do? Stage left is very physical. Um, and that's because... We fly Satine from front of house and we uh, have to get up into a catwalk that's above the audience. Mm -hmm. And so there's, you know, there's a lot happening on stage. So we can only be there a certain amount of time. So usually it's like you got to run up the stairs. You got to get Satine into the swing. She flies in and then you got to get back down to the deck to continue the show. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have a presence on stage because there's a lot of moving parts and you, you always want to keep eyes on everything that's moving especially with how many actors we have on the show and how many crew. So that's the most physical track yeah, for the stage managers. That's cool to know after seeing the show because, or if you haven't seen the show and you're going to, you're just watching the show and then she just kind of magically floats down there yeah. and you're like, oh, this is so nice. The spectacle of it all, yeah. really cool. And then she gets down and then that's it. And by no means are you sitting there like, oh, wow, there's guys Busting their tails back there to uh, yeah, this, I mean it's just get this girl down on the stage. It's about four. It's including Satine. It's four people up above, mm. you know, and we uh, it's it's a lot. You don't see that, and it's I think we do a good job of covering that and just making the show kind of flow seamlessly. But there's a lot of working parts backstage. Yeah, well, we recently started kind of filling out our YouTube channel just a bit more. You can see a couple of like. Video features with people like Casey Garvin, Zach Williams, uh, Michelle Mercedes, um, talking about some of our merchandise that we've paired up with them. Um, Ashley Blair Fitzgerald should be on there by now. Um, but we also started a show called It's the Day of the Show, Y'all. And your uh, show, Moulin Rouge, was episode three. And Davin, you, can, you guys can check that out on YouTube and go to uh, Just Built for the Stage and you can find it there. Davin was kind enough to let us follow uh, him around with a camera while he was working out in the morning, while he was doing his job at night during the show. How does your fitness on a daily basis, um, Davin goes to the same gym as me. He's, what, five days a week you're in there? Yeah, I try to go about five. Now, so this physical track that you have um, on stage left, you said, or any other track that you might have had in previous shows, is there ever a time where you're like, man, thank goodness for my fitness. Like, I'm crushed. Like, All the time. In a humble way, but like self-noting that I'm crushing this right now because <laughs> I work hard daily in, in, in fitness. No, I think I, I'm always appreciative of what my fitness routine has given me because a lot of things, you know, we, we do a lot of not physical things as a stage manager, but, you know, it's surprisingly physical, you know, and, and it's, it's easy little things that you take for granted, like carrying a case of paper across the stage and then upstairs, you know, when you tape out a set, you're going to be on your hands and knees. You're going to be bent over for an entire day. Yeah. You know, you load in a studio, it's surprisingly physical. And I think it, you know, to be in shape, to uh, keep up your fitness levels, you rebound from that better, you know, and, uh, I think it's just it's just important because I want to be able to do this for a long time. I think something know? that's popping in my mind now is that for for you being fit, the simple things are simple when to others 
that aren't fit, they would be challenging. And the challenging things to you are doable when to others, it might be impossible. Sure. So like your fitness makes, it drops everything down almost a notch in comparison to a quote unquote unfit person. Yeah. Like the challenging becomes average. Yeah. And the average is like, you don't even think about it. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is that it just makes your life easier Mm -hmm. and it makes you be able to be more of an asset to people. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, like I've gotten more out of my job because of it. I think it's also just like having that knowledge and perspective of saying, I'm not not going to train at the gym or train uh, my fitness because, oh, my my job is too physical. It's too demanding. So yeah. I need to save mm-hmm. all I have physically to do my responsibility at the show. Yeah. When in essence, when in reality – we should be showing up daily to train and sharpen the axe yeah, so exactly. that when you get to that show, the axe is sharp and ready to go. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously there are times when that kind of falls away. When I'm in tech <clears throat> and I'm working pretty much all the time, I take a break, mm-hmm. you know, because really it's just about, like, at that point I need to get sleep. Or, you know, you're making the choice between sleeping for four hours a day to go to the gym or like getting an extra two hours of sleep and being mentally prepared for the job. But as soon as I can, I try to get back into that routine because yeah. it's, it makes me feel better. I mean, by the end of tech, everybody feels a little broken. And one of the best things f- for me at least is to get my body moving again. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I recover a little faster and I'm ready for these longer days. You know, I always try to go to the gym before a two show day because yeah. I end up feeling like my energy, energy level is a little higher and I feel more aware throughout the day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In regards to tech, I, you know, there's the saying, shh happens yeah i just tell my clients that tech happens and yeah. they're like it's just a week you know yeah. it's just you know do what you got to do and then we'll we'll get back on the train i try to keep my nutrition in check so i don't feel like i've completely fallen off the wagon yeah you know but that's in terms of fitness i i always feel guilty and terrible by the end of tech yeah so funny stage management stories you're kind of sharing on the youtube vlog um with us about when you were uh, doing Les Mis on Broadway, yeah. right? And you guys had a little bit of shortage of actors. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes you just run out of bodies. And uh, I was the first. I was my current position at uh, Moulin Rouge. I was that at Les Mis at the time. And my PSM called me up. And he was like, "We're out of we're out of guys." 
you know, the swings are already on and we're in a split track and there's no way for this person who is playing this part to get over there and be the dead body and make the change. And so uh, I had a fun, I don't know, 20 seconds on stage where I uh, got to be dragged down from uh, upstage to the the lip of the stage and, uh, you know, kept my eyes shut. I think I did a great job playing a dead body. <laughs> yeah, you Were you not believable? Tell I, was, I think so. I don't Your think you could tell I was breathing. diaphragm wasn't expanding. Yeah, I was trying to hold my breath as much as possible. My okay. eyes were closed. Um <laughs> your eyes, yeah. that's good. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes people lose their life and their eyes stay open. That is true. So I didn't make that choice. You could have made I that thought choice. about making the choice, but I I wanted to, you know, I was like, if I go on for a second show, maybe I'll start making choices. But yeah. um, <clears throat> at Les Mis, I also had, uh, one time we were out of uh, female swings and uh, my ASM at the time had to go on as well uh, for, uh, uh, <laughs> for, for one of the numbers. She brought on, I think like two candles. We mm-hmm. just didn't have enough women. I was like, the the poor swings are already carrying like three candles each to place in these various. Sounds dangerous. Special, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know they're in wool costumes and stuff. So I was like, you know, it's better idea for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which broad or not which, but uh, yeah, how many Broadway shows now have you stage managed? I have done in uh, in various positions on the stage management team. I've done. Uh, Five or six. I've, yeah, I'm blanking on. Five or six Broadway yeah. shows? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so enough where you have to think about it. That's, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So where I'm getting at is you're, uh, a, you're a relatively young guy, um, I would say, in, the, in this business of especially maybe stage management world. Yeah. Now, as a, as a former performer, you would say when you're looking at an actor's career, you would say, oh, Amazing voice, amazing actor, um, you know, lay out the list. This is why they've probably been in all of these shows. How do you establish or get started in a career of stage management and like prove your worth in in that sense, you know? Yeah, that's, um, everybody has their own path to it. You know, I I found stage management when I was in high school and I was not a theater person really at all. You know, I was looking to add stuff to my my college resume. And, and truthfully, I thought I was going to go into the military and uh, I just needed stuff to get into an academy, you know, that. And um, I found stage management. I did, uh, stage managed Les Miserables. What a coincidence. <laughs> so I came full, so, you know, like yeah. I felt pretty full circle when I, when I got that job offer. Um, and I, th- I was like, well, this makes sense to me. I like the discipline of it. I enjoy organizing things, you know, my brain operates at this level. I'm not, I think, an, you know, I don't, cons- I don't consider myself a, an extremely creative person. My wife would disagree and tell me not to say that, but like, you know, like, acting was never something that I wanted to do. Um, but I, I like participating in this angle, you know, and we, I, we find ways of being creative as a stage manager, but most of it, I like organizing things. I like making things happen for people. And solving problems, uh, and then when I went to college for it, I uh, I learned what an actual stage manager. Wow! Is. So you're going to the military. Yeah. You want to just get some extra like credits? I guess to put I skipped on over your, a step. Your yeah. resume. You start doing stage management. You're like, oh wow, I actually really like this. And yeah. then boom, no more military, and you're going to school for stage management. That's right. Yeah. I uh, I was discouraged from going to the military because uh, it was uh, at the height of a couple wars. 
And uh, my parents were not thrilled by that that thought. So I started looking around for other options, and this kind of made sense to me. And so I found uh, Emerson College, and I went and I uh, went to their BFA program for stage management. And when I got there, I actually learned what a stage manager truly does, and I still enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, and it just it, it's made sense to me, you know. And and so when I when I got to New York, I got I got fortunate. I worked with some people who. Uh, gave me cho- uh, chances despite my age, you know, people who pushed me forward without really giving that a thought. Um, you know, I got my equity card. I joined the union um, when I was fairly young. And it was actually on a show where the original PSM had to drop off the show because they got injured. And so, you know, in my world, I was like, I'm going to get fired. I haven't signed a contract. You know, like this person chose me, but the replacement's not going to choose me. Mm. And it turned out that uh, this person really took a chance on me and then pushed me forward after that. You know, they put me up for jobs. They took me with them. It was my first Broadway show. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I moved with them to my first Broadway show as a production assistant. And, uh, you know, because of them, I was able to kind of get in with a few doors that then opened other doors. And I think that's really kind of how you make it is that you just make these connections with people and you are somebody that they want to be around and you're someone who can solve problems for them. Mm. You know, we spend a lot of time around our creative teams and, you know, like we're together a lot. We see each other more than our families a lot of the times. And uh, if you're a person that people enjoy being with and you're genuine and, you know, you're good at solving these problems for them, I think it, you know, it begets more work. Wow, whether you're a stage manager or a performer out there listening, definitely can take away from that. Um, so hopefully you guys caught that. I think it's actually kind of uh, funny and ironic how your parents weren't crazy about you going to do this maybe dangerous thing of joining the military. And they wanted you to like go for a more sure bet and like, oh, go to college and get a degree so you can have like a real job. But yeah. instead, you go from the dangerous to like the the unsturdy grounds and, and yeah. craziness of theater. I guess if you want to take a lesson from that is if you want to convince your parents that it's a good idea to get into the arts, you should first threaten to go to war. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's one way of doing it's it. It's risky, but it could pay off. It's risky, yeah. My parents, we just lied to them. Like, we were just like, oh, <laughs> there's, you know, because I actually had people that were older than me in the business that were, uh, just happened to be very successful. Sure. So that was kind of their perception of of the business of like, oh, like you know, you're talented. You go do yeah. it, and and you'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I kind of was able to <laughs> to slide in there uh, in those regards. Yeah. Um. Well, as far as uh, Moulin Rouge is going to be my last question. Okay. Um. With the run of the show and all of the songs, it's almost like a. a a one long medley of like popular music. We have a lot of medleys, yeah. I was, I couldn't help but like <laughs> going back for both of us around the same age, going back to like the tween teenage years of like just like living in the past, yep. hashtag living in the past. What are some of your go to songs that aren't old still? Like when in the show, like when they come up, you're just like still head bopping back there. Oh, God. I, you know, it's, you it's know what's weird? Shocking. I hate the show. I hate the song. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is that I, <laughs> I am not, 
you know, like I don't listen to a ton of music outside of the show. Uh-huh. I love, I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> uh, I like the spoken word a lot. Uh, so a lot of these songs are still pretty fresh to me. Not that uh, I haven't heard uh, them. It's uh, not like I'm completely so out of So when touch. Beyonce's single ladies was first played in the show, you're like, what's this song? Who's Beyonce? Was that, <laughs> was that you? No, no, no. I, I've, like I said, I've, I've, I've heard, I've enjoyed. It's just that, you know, like it's not something that I would just put on. Now, a lot of this music is not something that I would put on. I would listen to much older stuff. And, and so. What would you put on? Tell us. What's your style oh, of music? I still listen to a lot of, like I grew up with my father driving with like the oldies station on. Mm-hmm. So that is like a lot crooner, of Like crooner, like Frank Sinatra, Dean Frank Martin, Sinatra, but or, or you like know, like 60s, Beach 70s. Boys. Like, yeah, it's, it's that whole spectrum. Literally, I could listen to anything in that in that range. I don't. I'm really not that picky, uh, but I just I don't keep up with music now. I mean, like I'll listen. You know, I still like the Avett Brothers. I'm sure they're probably not as popular as they were, but like <laughs> that's like something that I would still put on that I would consider like current. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love Weezer. I listen to Weezer because I grew up on that. That was like high See, school I, years. I don't know. Is that like screamo rock? No, what's, what's no. It's. It's just it's rock. It's uh, I don't know what you would consider it, but it's like that's that's what I grew up on in high school, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that those are stuff that I go back to. I just go back to things a lot. So the the music in the in the show I I love. I'm just I'm not done with it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like it's still. And after hearing it for a year, you know, count Boston over a year, I I'm still like when I'm calling the show, I'm still pretty like grooving to it. And, right. I, and I think it changes enough because it's a medley yeah. mm-hmm. that you can't really get tired of any one. You're like, oh, now we're switching here and now we're going here. I lied. One more question. I, okay. like, I like this one when when people are kind of with the show in its origin. Uh, what changed from Boston to mm-hmm. now? What, like not everything, but yeah. something, some, a few huge things that didn't make it. There, there was a, uh, the, 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 I guess the biggest change is is around the chandelier, and um, because that used to be the song. Yeah, the song. There's not a chandelier. There's this not a not chandelier. It's not a phantom. <laughs> uh, but that used to be um, a much smaller number with just the the three Bohemians with uh, Santiago and Latrec and, and Christian, and now it's you know this big kind of party number with uh, Ziedler as the the driver there. Um, and we had uh, another song for Ziedler that preceded that, and that that got cut out, and that scene got reworked that that led into Chandelier, and um, so that was like that was the biggest one of the biggest changes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We were in pretty good shape headed out of Boston. You know, there were some changes during our rehearsal period for Boston, but nothing, you know, like it's it, it's funny how the show came together in such kind of like, a, and, and obviously it's been worked on for, I mean, I, I joined for Boston. They had been doing labs and working on it for 10 years. Mm. So I'm sure I wouldn't recognize the first version there, of it. There it is again, people, 10 years, the parallel of, of a journey, the, a Broadway show doesn't happen overnight. A fitness level doesn't happen overnight. You know, you got to put the work in. All right, Davin, that's all I got for you today. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. If you want to match uh, a deep, rich, uh, sexy voice to a face, you can go to his Instagram, Davin DS. So D A V I N D S. Or you can go to the YouTube channel, <clears throat> Built for the Stage. Go to episode three of It's the Day of the Show, y'all. And you can check him out working out. You can check him out at the theater. Um, you can just 
kind of follow me along on my day where I got to see Moulin Rouge. So thanks again, Davin. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Bill for the Stage podcast here at Broadway Podcast Network. Once again, don't forget about the free trial. Go to the link in the bio. Um, I have that on the description of this podcast. I have that on my link in Bill for the Stage on Instagram. Uh, it's everywhere. So BillForTheStage.com. Seven days to take center stage in this little show called Your Life. So let's jumpstart that fitness and uh, can't wait to work with you. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.